You are listening to the Human Up podcast. My name is Victor Ang. If this is your first time being here, this is a podcast about how to use emotional intelligence to find more clarity in what we want to do with our lives and what we care about, and how to deepen our relationships with not only people around us but within ourselves as well. Emotional intelligence, or AKA EQ, is something that I felt like I've been lacking for a lot of my life. Not feeling like I had the proper space to express myself, to really sit with my emotions, to really identify what was I, what I was feeling, and I wasn't given the education or the tools to manage that within myself, or to be able to communicate that with people around me. And long story short, how that has shown up in my life was stagnation and complacency in my career, in my relationships, in my overall growth as both a human and as a man. And in discovering this for myself, I realized that I am not alone. There are so many other people who are. Going through something similar, and that both surprises me and inspires me in wanting to help those who might be in a similar situation as me, and and needs the the proper tools and ways to get past that. So I'm excited to share my conversation that I had with my guest Raya Gonzalez. She is the founder and CEO of her company, Admin Prestige. Her business is to serve her clients in order to allow them to do what they do best and to leave her the rest. She she came up with that herself on her website, which I really do appreciate because it is something rare that I I. Don't see very often this this space and this opportunity for us to do what we do best, not not what we have to do or or, or should do. And with Raya's experience in administrative work in both insurance and in healthcare, she knows how to create systems and processes that are simple but solid in their foundation. So that her processes are not only serving her clients but her clients' customers as well. I personally enjoyed our conversation because of what we talked about in terms of how our minds are so crowded and can get in the way of so much of who we are and want to be and where we want to go. We're definitely our own worst enemies, and. It is both biological and environmental. It is both nature and nurture that that we have these negative thoughts that are disguised in a way to protect us. It's our instinct to survive. But if those emotions are not sorted through, everything can get tangled, which then creates misalignment in how we feel and how we present ourselves. So enough blabbering, and、um, we'll we'll get into this interview and our conversation after a short message from my sponsor. 
first off, thank you for being a listener of the Human Up podcast. I definitely have so much to say and express and all the things that I've experienced and observed throughout my life that I honestly have been cultured and, and kind of pressured to, to bite my tongue against. So I really love being able to use this platform and this medium as a podcast to do so. And it wouldn't be possible without Anchor.fm, which is the hosting platform I use to distribute this podcast. It's perfect for me right now because it's free and automatically distributes my episodes to all the different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And the cool part is that there are tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you don't even need any extra software or services to, to create the podcast. And you can even make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership by recording ads like this. So if you have a message to send and ideas to spread, definitely download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And who knows, maybe we can collab and create a, a podcast episode together. If you do end up creating one, you should definitely hit me up and, and we can do something there. With that, let's get back to the episode. Hey, thanks for coming on the podcast, Raya. It's good to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, we, we connected through the One Million Cups community, which is, uh, for those who don't know, it's a really cool space for entrepreneurs to, you know, get a little vulnerable and to practice uh, their their pitch and their business idea and to also connect with like-minded people. So I saw your, you present there and it's cool to connect at this point. Thank you. That was not my finest uh, presentation ever, but I did get a ton out of that experience. And a lot of that had to do with the feedback and the um, just general positive minded um, spirit in which they gave that feedback. And it's, it's helped me quite a bit since then. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the, you know, that's part of the purpose there is to for people to practice. Nobody really knows <laughs> what they're doing. Right. So, right. Um, that's cool. Um, yeah, so I'd like to start with a little bit of your story and, and how you got into uh, the work that you're currently doing and, and kind of go over your journey in starting your own business. Yeah, um, so I got married very young. I was 19 when I got married. Um, and so I didn't take the traditional route to going straight to college from high school. Um, but I did have a voracious passion for learning. And so, um, I had children right away, but even though I had two children under the age of two, I enrolled, um, at a local community college and started taking one class at a time, just chipping away at the degree that I wanted, um, so desperately. Um, I was lucky enough to fall into healthcare, um, which can be a really difficult field to um, get into entry level, but um, I did from an administrative standpoint. And that grew to a career that spanned about 15 to 18 years where I did everything from front desk to managing um, multiple provider um, specialty offices. And um, when I finally graduated with my bachelor's degree in administrative management and information technology from Central Washington University, Wildcats, whoops, um, I uh, decided that I wanted to try a different route. So I went to um, New York Life. I was a sales agent there um, and I was um, a really good one. And that 
really, I account to my ability to connect with people. Um, and it wasn't motivation of money or sales. It was the true ability to listen to what people's needs were and provide a service that I, I felt benefited them and was important to their long-term um, plans in life. Um, ultimately, I decided to go back to healthcare in an administrative role for um, a period of time. And then at that time, I was planning on becoming a nurse, which is ironic, but um, I moved into some positions that were crossover to clinical and um, administrative roles. And then um, we had kind of a, a rough 40th birthday season in the fall. And that was, I was working in a position that I had strategically picked to get um, more clinical experience to apply to nursing school because I was at the end of my prerequisites. And because it was just such a bad fit, um, for the first time in my life, I was actually let go of the, a position. And so I faced turning 40 um, two weeks after losing my job due to a bad fit. Um, and that was absolutely devastating for me. Um, and it really took an emotional toll um, on me uh, emotionally, spiritually, physically, <laughs> you know, in every capacity. Um, because I pride myself on my work and, um, and, I, and I work really hard. Um, and I'm also just very sensitive to people. And, I, you know, I like to make connections with people. And so it was the loss of friends and the loss of um, my dignity, you know, in, in being, I identify very strongly with the work that I do. And it also was the loss of a dream. Um, I felt like it was the universe shutting the door and saying that I am not supposed to be a nurse. And then I felt like, okay, well, what the hell am I supposed to do now? <laughs> um, thankfully, at the time, I had um, two clients that I was working with on the side. Um, and I hadn't wanted to become a business owner. I was actually very against um, anything that was very risky. And, um, I kept saying I was unemployed. My counselor kept saying, stop saying you're unemployed because you have two clients, but it was that ownership of, um, of the business itself. That was so scary for me, um, because I was afraid that I would fail. Um, and so, um, after some real soul searching reflection and some personal butt kicking, I decided that I was going to make a go of it. And I made, um, you know, I registered my business license and everything. And um, Admin Prestige was born um, in the fall of 2018. But even after that point, I didn't really own the business. It kind of was just a, just an activity that I did. Um, I took a course called the Pacific Institute in January of 2019. Pacific Institute is a mindset reset um, course that's used by the Seahawks and um, Lou Tice was, he's passed now, but he was the creator of that. Um, and it talks about using your um, reticular activating system in your brain to really visualize um, the end result of what you're wanting. Um, and using affirmations in a very sensory way to change your mindset. And that was very eye-opening for me. Um, 
because at that point I was feeling like there was no um, hope, not like in a dark, like dark and twisty type of way. I just was like floating. I just didn't really know. I was just kind of doing this business and not really engaging in it. Um, What was actually one of those mindset shifts that you experienced from that? Like what kind of the before and and after in that sense? So um, I had an opportunity. This just like came to mind just now, but I had an opportunity to um, onboard a new client that was a referral. And he was very, well, he is a very wealthy client. And I was working with them on affirmations because I was feeling very intimidated by that. Because in my mind, I was stuck in this scarcity mindset and fear and, um, you know, the imposter syndrome of like, I'm not good enough to be able to work with somebody like that. They're going to see that I'm not actually, you know, good enough for that. And so um, the facilitators were awesome about helping me work through that. And actually, one of the facilitators is the number one New York Life agent in the entire nation. And she's a woman, which I really, really admire. And she said, you know, Raya, I'm a high net worth client and I would work with you any day. I really, really believe in who you are. I think you have some really special ideas because I was starting to build out what I now call the client experience. Um, And she says, I would absolutely work with you. Um, And so you need to understand that this fear is coming from a place that's not true. And you need to visualize for yourself. You need to affirm verbally that you are worthy of working with people of all economic and socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, and then just visualize it, see it in your brain, attach it to tangible, um, sensory experiences, and then say it over and over and over again until you believe it. And so that, that's the one that really stands out for me where I was like, wow, not only is this a good tool for me to do that, but also somebody that I admire so greatly would say something like that to me it was it was a game changer for me yeah to to get a little maybe vulnerable on my end too like that's something because that makes me think about how I, I i do struggle with some of those similar fears where like you know who am i to be working with a, a top ceo or to like have to work or have to you know coach them or or just even interact with anyone with of high status or net worth, right? Um like there there is a sense I, I do hear a lot of that visualization and and uh, to sort of believe it in yourself in a way to I, I don't like the phrase fake it till you make it, but it is oh, yeah. you know, it's kind of it, the the meaning behind it makes sense where, you know, there is a certain everybody starts from somewhere. So you have to kind of right. um kind of have to start from yourself, but what is, what is that process like? And how do you really, how do you really get over that fear and that imposter syndrome? Cause it, it yeah. sounds like there's, you know, for me, it, there is a sense that external validation uh, is, is helpful. Like, like maybe with your case, you had that high net worth person say that she's willing to work with you. So that's a really big, you know, confidence boost in a way but for those Mm -hmm. who don't have that or who haven't experienced that before 
um, how, how can you, yeah, how do you really yeah, speak develop to that. that? Yeah. Well, um, first, I want to answer that question, but I also want to say and recognize that that's actually something that is a real opportunity for growth for me. Um, I think that I put a lot of value on external um, confirmation of my worth. Um, and that's something that I'm really working on um, because you're not always going to get it. You know, not everybody is going to buy into what you're doing. And it doesn't, it's not their responsibility to develop and cultivate my own self-esteem and, and self-worth. It's awesome when it happens. It feels real good. Um, but that's an area where I'm really working on, um, you know, just both from a personal growth standpoint and a spirituality standpoint of finding what my source is and um, building that up so that I can renew myself and not have to get that's just like icing right icing on the cake as opposed to being the source um, because you're not going to get that um I listened to a TED talk right around the same time that was again it just kind of built on that and that was um my like absolute hero which is Mel Robbins no relationship to Tony Robbins but She's a public speaker um, and she did a, it's one of the top 25 um, TED Talks and it's called Stop Screwing Yourself Over. And she's talking about the, um, how miraculous it is that we are alive, that statistically speaking, they've worked out the possibility of you being born to the parents that you were born to in the time frame that you were, you know, born and it's one in 400 trillion and she's like, so why would you live a fine life? Like, why would you cop out like that? Like, why would you be fine? Like, be colossally awful or be effing fantastic. Like, don't be fine. Like, get out there. Like, take risk and be whatever you are and be okay with being horrible. Like, but be authentic in every space that you can. And that was so liberating for me. It was like taking that experience where I had that mindset, sh mindset shift where I could say like, oh, I don't have to sit in this and wallow in this and allow this to define me. Even though I'm still going to struggle with it, I can take steps to actionably be more positive but then also just recognizing and saying like, I'm copping out right now. Like I'm floating through life and I'm missing all this beautiful present because I do, I have three beautiful children. I am married to somebody that I've been with for 21 years. And the level of trust and intimacy you have when you've shared that much life with somebody, not everybody has that experience. But when you struggle with depression or when you're really going through a hard time or a dark period of your life and you can't feel, you're numb to that beauty, um, you're numb to the pain, but you're numb to the joy. And, um, and I was just like, I'm done. Like, I'm going to feel the pain and I'm going to feel the joy. And it's scary and it's horrible and it means I get to cry a lot more. And I hate crying because it feels like weakness, you know, but um, but I need to embrace life and stop being fine. And that, um, well, number one, it spawned like a super fandom of Mel Robbins. I consume everything she releases, but also it just like liberated me. Like I just felt like, okay, not only am I going to own this business and not allow it to own me, but I'm going to rock the ever living shit. I hope that's okay to say shit, but 
I'm going to rock this thing. I'm going to take over the world. I'm going to empower women. I'm going to be different. I'm going to um, make a difference, really, and discover what my values are. And, um, and I'm not going to be fine. I'm going to be colossally awful or I'm going to be freaking fantastic. And so um, that, that was really where a huge mindset shift. Um, it was the building of those things together that um, changed things for me. I think that's huge because, you know, again, relating it back to myself and, and also just, you know, what I observe throughout the people I've interacted with or, or coworkers or, um, you know, in the corporate world where people do sort of numb themselves to a, a, a sort of equilibrium in a way where mm-hmm. it's like maintaining a... I mean, it's imp- like consistency is is something maybe they value. So they want that like stable sort of emotional state, and um, and that's something I had pursued a lot. Where you know, instead of sitting with the pain, instead of instead of really acknowledging it, um, or being willing to dip down per se, right, uh, or to mm-hmm. be vulnerable, you know, I I try to maintain uh, a, a neutral state and in that sense also limited me then to experience you know the the very joyful moments or the higher states and positive states of of being human and um, so that's that is inspiring to hear that you know yeah of course like we are very rare even statistics in a sense to have life and and so you know, you could take that upon yourself to, like you said, be just colossally awful or, or be the best you can be. And that's, it's all up to you to, um, to do that. So it's, it's really cool that, that you, uh, that you're, you're taking that step to, to do this now. And when, when working with your clients though, what, what do you see, uh, do you kind of see similar things and how you work with them? And, and then how do you kind of walk them through that um, process and to, you know, develop, you know, a, I guess, confidence in a way too for their own life and business? Yeah. Um, so just as a, like a short snippet of what it is that I do with my clients is, um, so my business is admin prestige and I'm a client experience consultant. So essentially what we do is from beginning to end of the client experience, um, we streamline the administrative side of things to save time and be more efficient um, for the business owner. But then the goal really is to bring their clients back into the fold. Um, these are industry experts that we're working with and a lot of them have these existing clients and there's a desire to have a personal relationship to um, carry on and really re-engage with their clients. But because of the nature of business and just bringing in revenue, they don't have the time to do that. Or they don't have the mental capacity or the skill set or a plan to be able to go back and say like, hey, I care about you. Like, how can I serve you? Um, and so what I do is I... Um, obviously nuts and bolts of administrative work for them and helping them work that out because it can be extremely emotionally draining 
um, I utilize the extended disc profile, um, which is a behavioral assessment that helps them understand better where they're at and the way that they communicate with people and the way they show up in the world. And it also helps them learn how to modify their behavior to better connect with people. So it helps them in the present, right? Like how do they connect with people right now, both personally and professionally? It also helps them understand um, from a personal level um, why certain tasks and certain communication styles are not resonating with them. And it helps me know how to better communicate and help them on an administrative side. Um, and then we use that information and we use the freer time to re-engage with clients and do it in a very authentic way. And, um, you know, I am all about uh, serve before self. Um, and I like to teach that to my clients. I think that there's a tendency to want to... Um, differentiate themselves because a lot of my clients are business owners and their clients may be business owners or maybe consumers. Um, and so they'll send them thinking they're appreciating them a branded item, for example. This is just an example. So let's say my client works for, for company XYZ and they're going to send them a, like a, a mug that says John from company XYZ. Well, that's nice. However, it does not communicate any personal connection to that client. So what I did was I educated them and saying, okay, I'm sure they appreciate the mug. However, wouldn't it be more special if you had something engraved or something that was glass etched that had their last name? where it was something personalized, memorable, and tangible that says that you acknowledge them as a person. And then I'm like, and think about it. That's going to be on their mantle. And who are they going to think about every time they walk by? John from company XYZ that took the time to have something put together that was personal, memorable, tangible. Um, and so it's, that's a very like basic example, but it's the whole thing. It's also making handwritten note cards. Um, it's making a quick phone call that says, Hey, it's been six months since we've chatted and I know we're not doing business, you know, our business part is done, but like, I care about you. Is there anything I can do for you today? It's that, I mean, it's about connecting with people and being a human being. I mean, ultimately we are spiritual beings experiencing a human experience and we want to connect with other people. And I think when things like that happen, we're so taken aback that it can, um, I think it feels good from my client's standpoint, but ultimately my like ideal, the person that I'm really trying to reach is the customer of my client. I want them to know that they are recognized, that they are seen, and I'm educating my clients on a way to do that through this client experience. That's an awesome role to that. I mean, it's, it's cool that you found that space to be in. Cause I think a lot of, especially in business, um, it's, there's that concentration to always scale or to like do things most efficiently or effectively. And in doing that, there, a lot of that personal connection gets lost, right? Where, you know, Oh, it, it takes too much time to handwrite a note to everybody or to like etch in, you know, a name into a mug rather than, you know, 
mass producing this to send it out to people. Um, that I think that's so important and that, that hits on a lot of topics within, you know, one of my favorite topics is emotional intelligence in general and what this podcast is mostly about, but, um, being able to step back and slow down to make a deeper connection. Cause like you said, like we're all human beings with social and emotional needs. And, uh, when in business or in the professional sense, it's kind of hard to meld those two together effectively. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious a little more than like how you are able to, you know, work with your clients to open up in that sense, to, to start developing that more emotional intelligence and to like, you know, help them, you know, develop deeper connections. Like what's, what's your process in that? Well, I think there's, it's twofold, right? I mean, I think that anyone that I'm going to work with, um, really actually cares about their client. I always tell people like, if you're just about the bottom line, like, I'm totally okay if we don't work together. Like that's not, that's not what I'm about. And I don't judge you. Like there's a time and a place for that. And there's definitely consumers that are very transactional and, but that's not, that's not what I'm about. Um, so there, there's that where there's a genuine desire, but there's no time or resources, you know, to be able to do that. But then also, I think I can connect with them on a real return on investment. You know, it's, it boils down to, if you do these things, you are going to make more money. You are, because people want to have a relationship with actual people. They want to have a relationship professionally with someone who actually cares and is listening to what they need. Um, and they're going to tell other people about this very special, you know, relationship that they have. And again, if you're, if you're doing something that's tangible, someone's going to come by and be like, dang, that's really cool. Where'd you get that? And you, and they're going to be like, you're never going to believe who I got that from my life insurance agent or my lawyer or my, um, mental health counselor or, you know whoever it might be, like, you know, like my bookkeeper, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's a story and it's a, it's a way of re-engaging people, um, authentically, but it also has that very, very real financial impact to my business owners. So I think the poll there is both that they care and they understand that it's more expensive for them to go out and constantly seek new clients than to just re-engage and really be honest with um, who, you know, who they already have in their business. Um, and that, and so that's been really the ticket in terms of um, the niche. And there's been such a phenomenal response. I keep saying to people, there's this inertia that's happening in my business that is unbelievable. I sat in a conference for two days this week. And while I sat in a conference, I got six personal referrals for new business. And I've been in business for less than a year. So for me to not be actively working on my business, I was actively working on myself in a personal development course, but to have not just six leads, but six personal referrals. Um, that's freaking fantastic. That's amazing. 
So I think it speaks to the need for connection. It speaks to the need in business for human connection, the need in the world to feel like recognized and loved, even in something as simple as your bookkeeper or your lawyer or your, you know, dentist. I don't know. I mean, this, my, my book of business spans so many industries. I have, you know, somebody who's in video gaming in my book of business. So, I mean, it's just like, it's, a, it's about connection. And that's, and when I'm doing my job right, I'm invisible. I am not present in any way, shape or form. I'm empowering my client to make that connection. Even if it's me who's doing those things, the source, the place that it's coming from is the heart of my client. So, um, you know, that's, that's where it comes from. I mean, I love that. It's like everybody needs some level of support in order to support others, you know? And, and, um, so that's, that's great. And when, because I think especially what I, what I've been interested in recently too, is exploring the whole uh, idea that, you know, as, as society progresses, as technology advances, you know, we're, everything is going to get more fast paced and and more efficient and even more autonomous. And there is, I, my theory in a, in a lot of ways is going to, there's, there's going to be a a way bigger need to have that more human connection. And, um, so that, that's, what's going to make, um, not only you in a personal sense, but in business and in any, in any sense, uh, stand out, right. If Mm -hmm. you can actually spend the time to, really, really care and pay, pay attention, um, to, to those around you. Um, and, and that's a hard thing to do though, you know, because it does t- require a lot of, a lot of resources, a lot of mental capacity, a lot of, um, a lot of time. And so, yeah, how, how do you, cause your, your business is around, you know, taking care of, I like the way you, you put it, like, focus on what you do best and I'll take care of the rest. Yeah. Like, I think I, I really like that idea. And, um, I also wanted to ask about like how you work with your clients in developing their, their own core values and strengths mm-hmm. and weaknesses. And, and then, so yeah, also what, what does that process look like? How do you do that? And then on top of that, is it, is it, uh, have you found that there are people who kind of struggle with, letting go or asking for help. So yeah. yeah, how do you, how do you work through that? So the easiest, and that's why it's part of my onboarding process is that extended disc profile because it um, communicates where they're at right now and it helps them identify. I say it's like either one of two things. It's like your professional tarot card um, or it's like your professional love language, which is probably a little bit more, um, in tune with what it is. And it's how you show up. It's what other people think of you in the way that you communicate. Um, and it's your strengths and it's really identifying what drains your energy. It really doesn't focus as, doesn't focus on what your weaknesses are. It's saying, what is it that like really zaps you? Um, and so what that does is identify the areas where they need to tap in a little bit more into their strengths, not too much because too much of a good thing can be bad. (laughs) Um, but also like, okay, so you absolutely hate working by yourself. 
And yet you're in this role where you're working by yourself. So maybe we can work a way where you can have a accountability team or you can um, do joint work with somebody or, you know, thinking outside of the box to tap into re-energizing some of the areas that are draining right now um, or taking them off their plate. You know, like why do this thing that zaps your energy at the end of the day? Like is it's costing you money because you're procrastinating or you're spending time away from doing, that's why I say like you do what's best and I'll take care of the rest. Like if you should be in front of the client 90% of the time, then it costs you more to do it yourself than it does to pay someone else to do it. So that's my primary tool is using that extended disc and then developing a conversation and, um, really going through a detailed debrief of that and then creating an action plan around what is most authentic to them. Yeah. So the disc profile sounds like it, it does help get a lot of insights around, around how people show up. And, and I, um, that's interesting that you can compare it to love languages too, because that's something I, I think is very just I guess eye opening and in terms of just self awareness and how you both communicate, you know, your needs and wants, uh, not just in love, but just in as a human. So yeah. Um I do imagine a lot of personal development that comes out of that as well. Oh yeah. Um, absolutely. And so I actually wanted to ask a little bit about like how when when working, uh, what would you say to to people, or what kind of advice or questions you would ask for someone who struggles asking for help, or or um, struggle with letting go, or delegating, or admitting to their weaknesses? Um, what? How do you kind of navigate that emotion? Um, well, I would say I'm just like you, because even though this is. Um, you know, I can do well for other people what I struggle with for myself. It, it like even scaling my business to having employees was absolutely a horrendous process for me and letting go of control and being able to delegate for myself was really hard. Um, but I think there comes a point break where there's only so many hours in the day. And if you built this thing because you love it and you're starting to become resentful of it, um, you know, you can, you can really tell that you can't exist that way for very long. And even, you know, just being really frank in the last, you know, because I've onboarded four people over a two and a half week period of time in the last several months. And that was exhausting. I needed them. Um, but it was exhausting. And so, you know, people who love me are like, what is your like exit plan here? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're sleeping like nothing and you're just like a zombie. And I'm like, listen, this is what I need to do so that I can get the result that I need, which is I need these people to take things off my plate. And so I'm able to relate from business owner to business owner and say like, I get you. Like, this is so hard. Like I'm my own ideal client. Like I need someone to just come in and know what to do and just do it. So I understand the struggle, but I, there's, there's hope and there's help on the other side. And so, um, that is usually the fact that we can relate on that aspect really helps. 
and and that level of uh, transparency and vulnerability, I think, is super helpful too to to be able to relate to you know to others. Um, and I think that's hard for a lot of people, including myself, right? To admit that, yeah, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing either. And so that's that's kind of a a thing. But there's so much value in in being an outside perspective for someone else too. So, oh yeah. Um, that's great. I think we're we're definitely coming up on our time here, but um in the last few minutes, I like to sort of end with a uh couple of rapid fire questions around yeah. our emotions and um you know being in a podcast about emotional intelligence, I think it's super important to even identify and, and get comfortable communicating our emotions. So, um uh, from the movie, have you seen Inside Out, uh, the Pixar movie? It's like yes. An animate, yeah, so with the five different emotions and characters there, uh, maybe we could do just quickly uh, uh, your experience or story with each of those emotions, uh, either for personally or how you feel about the world in general or um, just anything that comes up. So the five were anger, sadness, fear, disgust and joy so um what what is something you've recently felt angry about either within you know personally if you're comfortable sharing or within the world or um yeah when's the last time you felt anger uh every day no just kidding um I did actually have a I did have an instance this week where I had an interaction with somebody where I think both sides really felt um, like they weren't being heard. And I felt like I was trying really, really hard to meet them where they're at, but I, we just weren't, we weren't able to connect. We, and so it was probably one of the most respectful, but very intense arguments that I've had in a long, long, long time. And I went home and I just like exploded, but my explosion is usually like a fit of tears. Not like I'm not a person who explodes in anger very much. I mean, my go-to response to anger is to melt inwardly. Um, and so that was really, really tough. It's especially tough because a lot of times I'll try to avoid anger. Um, it's an emotion that I don't like feeling, um, because some people like sadness or vulnerability is hard for them. That's not hard for me, but like being angry and being, um, standing up for myself is exhausting. Um, and so that was really, really tough for me to like, say, actually, no, like this is, how I'm experiencing this event. And I respect your position, but actually I have a difference of opinion. Um, and that was, it took absolutely everything out of me. And I'm proud of how I handled the situation, but I will say that it was like, it zapped like every aspect of my being. <laughs> I can relate to that where anger is, is such a hard emotion to feel all the time. So it's... um yeah, if there are things we can do to avoid it, you know, it's, that's the easier route to take. So, but um, anyway, uh, how about sadness? Sadness is pervasive. Uh, you know, as somebody who struggles with depression, um, I think that for me, it shows up in different ways. It um, it often shows up more as numbness than um, as. Uh, even though I'm an easy crier, like I wear my heart right underneath 
right underneath my skin. <laughs> so, but that is more of my processing of my emotions and less of like a deep soul sadness. Um, so sadness for me shows up more as like, I can't handle this and I will numb myself to the situation. Um, but it's something that I am becoming more and more, um, self-aware and trying really hard to just sit in it. Um, I don't like to, uh, but just that's the way that you have to be healthy is you have to just sit in it and let it pass. Yeah, that's I, that's something I'm learning too. And, and my analogy for that too is when, you know, for us to reach nearer heights, we sometimes we have to crouch down first in order to oh, build yeah, up potential great. and to jump higher. So, um, yeah, to be able to sit in it and, and um, not necessarily wallow, but at least it, be aware of it and, and uh, then you can kind of work up from there. So, um, fear. Fear is my closest friend. Oh, fear. We are such besties. Um, fear is also like, uh, if you've ever watched Heather's, either the newer edition or the old like classic Christian Slater, Winona Ryder, fear is like the plastics. Like they're your friend, um, but really they just want to stab you in the back. And um, fear has been a constant companion. Um pretty much she is an effing bitch and um but I but I feel afraid not to have fear (laughs) that's like a ridiculous statement but it's almost like it's been so constant that to think about being fearless is more um scary than to uh to just embrace that that's that anxiety is part of who I am so I'm working on that (laughs) Actually, that's interesting. That's like, yeah, that's a, you know, because it's so familiar that, you know, what would it be without it is, is also unfamiliar. And that's, that's really interesting. Um, Okay, two more disgust. What what do you feel disgust for? Or maybe just within the world or personally? Yeah. Um, Well, I could get political. Hashtag, I'm not going to say the name. Um, But I I think that um, disgust for me is when people don't recognize the humanity of other people. Like just specifically, I have a real heart for the homeless. And when people just step over people or don't acknowledge them, I think it's absolutely horrific. Even if I don't have money, if I see somebody and I have the time to do it that is asking for money, I will roll down my window and I'll be like, hey, I don't have any money today, but what's your name? And then they tell me their name and I'll put my hand out and I'll be like, I'm Raya. I'll be thinking about you today. I hope you have a better day. Like, how much did that cost me? I didn't have any cash because I don't carry cash. But like, look at someone in the eyes, like take your head from your phone and like, look up and say good morning. I'm the awkward person on the elevator. They'll be like, oh my gosh, it's Friday. Am I right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just can't not engage with people because you know what? Maybe it makes some people feel uncomfortable, but I just feel like recognizing and speaking to people around you is just so important and it's a lost skill. It is. It's something like, as you mentioned those things, I, I'm i like, I'm not going to do that, <laughs> you know? And, and, I, <laughs> and it's it's really, yeah, it is really interesting that it's becoming a lost skill or, or a like it's easier to not do it. Um, 
How many times have you texted while sitting next to the per- Have you texted somebody who's sitting next to you? I'm guilty. But <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. That happens. We don't we don't talk to each other anymore um, a lot of times. And so I think, um, you know, that that's where I'm at with that. It disgusts me sometimes, even in myself, you know, that I would... Um, when I have a missed opportunity where I could have made an impact even in a super small way with somebody and I let it pass me by because I was too busy, quote unquote, you know? Um, so yeah. Okay. How about joy? What are you looking forward for? What brings Mm -hmm. you joy? What are you excited about? Um, joy is my new bestie and I'm embracing it with my whole heart. I'm, I'm so proud of what I'm building and I'm so proud of the experiences that I'm allowing myself to have and the risk that I'm taking and the benefit that comes from it. Um, and the example, I mean, I think right now there's a lot of um, sacrifice with family time, but being the mother of three young women and being an example of someone who took a non-traditional route and is still experiencing such phenomenal success is like, yeah, hashtag lady boss, hashtag get it. You know what I mean? Like, so joy is, is something that is so, um, it's like the added blessing I didn't know existed because I spent too much of my life just like numbing the sad, you know? So I'm like, when, when the sadness returns, I can be like, actually, I'm not going to, I'm going to acknowledge you but I'm not going to allow you to numb me out because I am high on joy right now. Like I want to be able to experience that. I love it. And it's very inspiring and I'm excited for you too, just (laughs) hearing that. And, um, that's, that's great. Um, thank you so much for spending your time here with me and, and talking about all this (laughs) and, immoralizing it in in a podcast episode but uh, yeah it's it's really fun to connect on this level thank you victor i think what you're doing too is so important and you know i think that well i'll definitely be promoting what you're doing because you know especially being a male who's allowing yourself to be vulnerable and help other people that's rare too so kudos to you for that appreciate it Appreciate that. Yeah, still a struggle every day, but uh, it's it's getting there. Um, yeah. Lastly, how can someone, how can people find you if they're more yeah. interested in your business or what you're doing, what you're up to? So um, I'm definitely um, open and wanting to find people on social media. So my um, Instagram is admin prestige plus. My Facebook is um, Admin Prestige, and um, I'm new on Twitter, so help me figure that out. It's The Raya Gonzalez. Um, The very, very best way for you to get to know me and to track me is to reach out personally. So my website is adminprestige.com and then backslash contact. Hop on my um, email list. I send funny, silly, inspiring, dorky um, you know, all sorts of stuff, but I won't spam you. I promise. I usually email about once a week just to kind of keep you abreast of what's going on and you know, what's inspiring me. So 
Um, I hope that people will connect with me and know that I read and um, respond to absolutely everything. And I want to know you just as much as I want you to know me. Perfect. Thanks again for, for spending your time here. Thanks, Victor. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Ryan Gonzalez of Admin Prestige and our conversation around the imposter syndrome and self-confidence and self-awareness and how to use it to better understand ourselves and not only our strengths and what we care about, but of our weaknesses as well in order to better communicate how and what we need help with. If you're interested in connecting with her, again, her information and what she's working on is linked in the show notes or description of this episode. If you're interested in learning more about me and all the different thoughts and ideas and things that I'm doing, uh, you can visit me at victorongvictorung.com. The best way to stay in contact is to actually subscribe to that website at victorong.com slash subscribe. There you'll get access to a free PDF that I created to collect 11 exercises for emotional intelligence to sort of jumpstart your own EQ journey as well. And I occasionally send out quick updates and ideas that I've been thinking about around emotional intelligence and how to use it to improve a specific part of our lives. If you've been a longtime listener, you'll know that this episode is number 20, which is for a lot of people and for myself, a, a, a pretty big number in terms of number of episodes to release all by myself. Um, and so I really appreciate you being here through this journey and having and, and being able to listen through all of these I'm sure you're very familiar with how difficult it is to sustain that in a way that's comfortable as a, a content creator. So the best way to support me on that front is to become a patron at patreon.com slash human up. For those who are not familiar with Patreon, it's an awesome platform for creators to create more of a community around their content. And of course, not only to be able to show love and emotional support, but financial support as well. So again, even just a couple of dollars a month would be amazing for me to really sustain this and, and keep this podcast going. Go ahead and visit patreon.com slash human up to donate and become a patron. I would very much appreciate that as I continue building a community around emotional intelligence. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you next Monday. Talk to you later.